man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Oh, the NBA. Oh, okay. LeBron. LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James. Well, yeah. I'm at Derrick Rose. Nice. Play to work sports. What up, world, and welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports. As always, I'm your host, Jonathan, with my co-host, Ray Ray. What up, Ray Ray? What's up, John? Man, what a draft. What has been going on in the sports world? A lot to talk about, a lot to break down. I'm ready to get into it if you are. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Uh, we got a we got a show all over the place. So uh, with uh, with nothing else, man, we'll go ahead and kick it. Do it. All right. So, I guess first, man, we can do the uh, NHL playoff recap. And, uh, unfortunately, this didn't go the way I wanted. But we'll get to that. It's a little heartbreaking. It is, it, more than a little bit, man. I, I moped around the house <laughs> a little while. But, uh, but anyways, we'll get to that in a minute, and, and I can relive my heartache. But, uh I guess first game, man, we had the Seattle Kraken. They were playing the Stanley Cup champions from last year, the ones that eliminated my Tampa Bay Lightning last year, and that was the Colorado Avalanche. And this went to Game 7 with the Kraken winning in Game 7 uh, to get their first playoff series win, like uh, like series win, uh, excuse me. Yeah, series win. Um, in franchise history, man, they've only been around two years. It's the first That's time. Great. Yeah, it's the first time that a team and you know these people pull these stats. Out, it's wild stats, but whatever. They just figure all these stats out. But first time a team has ever, for the first series in a franchise history, knocked off the previous Stanley Cup winners. So it's like, yeah, that that probably doesn't happen too often. There's probably not too many people that get a chance to do that. But they did it. Um, series was back and forth, man. Seattle won the first one. Colorado won game two and three. Seattle won game four and five. Colorado won game six. And then game seven, obviously, like I said, Seattle won it. Uh, Four of the games were decided by one goal with game four going in overtime. No team was held scoreless. And the Kraken men are looking decent for their first or for their second season in the NHL. So, what what did you think about this, man? Well, you know, the first year you're ironing it all out and getting it figured out. But I will say the NHL, you know, when you come into these expansion teams, they do have the advantage of fielding players, right? Because they get that draft from the other teams or mm-hmm. they get to pick certain players. Now, obviously, the other teams get to say, no, you don't get to touch this guy. But the point is we're bringing the guys together. But I do, again, we'll go back to like we talked about episode ago, where it's good for the sport, though, right? Because here's the Kraken's year two. They have a shot. They have a good of a chance as anybody else that's in it. Because if you knock off last year's defenders, I mean, that's kind of saying that you're here, right? You're here to play. Because most of the times, you would think a defender should get back to actually defend the title, right? And lose in the title game. Obviously, all that matters. But, man, I'm pulling for the Kraken. I'm pulling for him. I mean, it's pretty great. I think, to me, that's the underdog story. That's the expansion story. 
it's just cool to see. There's a lot of good hockey. Anything that goes to a series of seven is always exciting mm-hmm. when you get to that seventh game. Well, like you said, man, and we'll speak about this a little bit later, the NHL does have this this thing figured out. I mean, the Golden Knights in Vegas, right? They were founded in 2017. In 2018, they made the Santa Cup Finals. So teams are starting to figure this out. You know what I mean? I mean, they're starting to get this kind of, like, not really teams, but like the NHL. I think the other the other uh, sports leagues need to get on board because there's talk of the NA or the NFL expanding. But I mean, look, dude, we've had the only team that really got it together was Carolina a little bit. You know, Jacksonville they didn't do bad, but Houston's been floundering ever since getting started. It's a lot of growing pains, though, and that's mm-hmm. not good for the fan base. It's not good for football. Obviously, it stinks. You know, like it's going to suck when you're like, "Man, I love this player," and he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's mm-hmm. not top tier to be like, "Now we're holding on to that guy." And you're like, "Man, this is my favorite team," and then you have to watch him go away. Like that's going to suck. But the in the whole grand scheme of things, it's better for the sport. It's more interesting. Yeah. So, I like it. NHL. We said it before on the show. Y'all got it figured out. So. On the game, kudos to them. Yeah, for sure. On the game too, and that was Dallas Stars uh, beating the Minnesota Wild in six games. All but one game in this series, man, was was honestly really Dallas. I mean, uh, Minnesota won game one and game three, but really, besides game uh, three, which Minnesota won five to one, it, it was like I said, all Dallas. So. Game one was actually double overtime, and Minnesota won that one. So, okay, you made the goal before the other team. Hard to say you were the better team, per se, yeah, but we give it to you. Sudden death, it is what it is. After uh, after Dallas lost game three, man, they ended up winning the next three games with a combined score of 11-3. to three. So, it was just like, you know, they came in there and talked to him in the locker room after uh, after game three loss and said, hey, Y'all better figure it out. We've been here before. We need to get moving. You know, we were in the Stanley Cup a couple years ago. Y'all need to figure it out. We're not going to get close. And it just clicked, man. They just beat the brakes off the wild. So what did uh, what'd you think about this one, man? Are you surprised to see the Dallas Stars? I'm pretty sure. I think we all had the Dallas Stars picked to win this one. Yeah, I remember Justin and I uh, talking about this, and we were going off of just, just the names and the looks of it because, you know, him and I are trying to get more versed in that world but i'm just happy that i think i got five out of the eight correct so i I was pretty happy with that and with uh dallas you know getting in there and really channeling that star power that was that was great of them oh jesus this guy well uh on to the vegas golden knights and they beat the brakes off the winnipeg jets four to one winnipeg won game one and they never won again Three of the games, or game three did go into double overtime with Vegas taking that, obviously. And no other game in this series was close, man, besides that. Vegas scored 5-5, five, 4-4 five, four, and four in their last four games. So they figured it out after game one loss and just started putting up goals. So I think you had, uh, I don't know which one you had, actually, now I think about it. Which one Which one did you have winning this one, man? So I was pulling for uh, Winnipeg, you know, because that was the Atlanta team that got sold off up there. Mm-hmm. 
but realistically, you know, I can go back and retcon it and say we knew the Golden Knights were going to win. <laughs> but no, I had I had the the Winnipeg Jets. They made me hopeful at first to get it right as well. Obviously, with teams you don't have the skin in the game with, you just want to see it be right. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it hurt me, man. I took I took the 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 L on that. Took that loss. Well, I can promise you that L didn't hurt as bad as this next one, and that's the Florida Panthers beating the Boston Bruins in OT. In Game 7. Now, a little backstory. Boston had the best regular season ever. They also had this series at one point. They were up 3-1. to one. They lost an OT in Game 4, and it was all downhill from there. Talk about selling it away. Yeah. That's, that's selling it away. I mean, like we've talked about before, being up 3-1, to one, I mean, that's the advantage, right? How much harder is it to win just one game? You just got to win one more game. Well, it's cool because we talked about beforehand, right, with the President's Award, mm-hmm. winning the most in the regular season, mm-hmm. and there's a curse with that. So I guess if you're a hockey player, why would you want to win the most games in the regular season? Well, remember we said uh, Tampa Bay to Lightning, and there's another team prior that the Lightning tied for most, uh, they set the record for most wins ever. And Boston broke that record this year. Both those other two teams went on to not win the Stanley Cup that year. They did yeah. win it the next year and the next year after that, so maybe there's some good news for Boston fans. But either way, this one's going to stink for a long time. You talk about heartbreak, but uh, the real heartbreak is only for the fans that had to have all that happiness the whole time just to have it shattered. You, so that's that's the real heartbreak. Yeah, because you know that you... I mean, I know some fans. And, I would have I cried. I probably would have oh, been upset. Bro. I have been like, you know... So it's a longer shower than usual. Water's just hitting you, and you're just staring down at it going to the drain. Well, I know plenty of fans that were like, oh, yeah, we got it. And I was like, uh. And they're like, I said, history says you don't. Oh, this isn't history. You know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. I really think we do. So, well, on to the real heartbreak for me, and that was the Toronto Maple Leafs beating my Tampa Bay Lightning. And this one was painful, man. This one was painful. Um, Toronto hadn't won a, a playoff series in 19 years. Lightning did eliminate them last year. Um, Lightning came out hot in game one, man. Smacked them. And then uh, they come back and they got smacked in game two. And then overtime for game three. Tampa wins game four. And then loses in overtime the next two games. So three out of four wins for Toronto were decided in OT. This one was really painful to see, man, because there was a lot of bad referee calls that were being talked about during intermissions, penalties that you know weren't being called on both teams. Uh, there was it was chippy. It was chippy. There was some hits. Uh, there was a, a Toronto Maple Leaf player got actually suspended for three games for a hit that he did on the Lightning. And unfortunately, our guy never came back in the series. So, a lot of a uh, lot of bad blood, a lot of you know anger, ill will, whatever you want to call it, amongst these two. So, I imagine this one's not going to the sting of this one's not going to go away anytime soon between these two teams. And uh, the Lightning will remember this next time when they meet up. I can almost guarantee it. So, what do you think about this one, man? It's just like a classic rivalry, really, at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Or like a get-back story of revenge. You knocked me out last year. I'm going to knock out one of your players and then knock you out of out of the game entirely. You know, then in 19 years, it's, it's, it's doomed to come around, right? It's due. Eventually, you are 
But when you break down past all of that and you don't care about who won or who lost or you just enjoy good sports or two even t- teams, you said it was three games, correct, that went into overtime? Uh, yeah, three out of the four yeah. games, and they, they won all three games. So that there being said is how much more evenly matched could they be, right? I mean, because they're good enough to have to go to overtime this many times with each other. But I guess you could say that the Maple Leafs just had a little bit more gas in their tank. Like, I guess that the Lightning just needs to work on that little extra bit, right? Like, hey, if we make it to overtime, if unfortunately we get here or we're able to crawl back up, we have to be able to push through. And I think that's where the Maple Leafs just shined is that they were able to have that extra push through that overtime. I mean, it's just great hockey at that point. If you like sports, how much more can you ask for? I'm going to tell you, I have anxiety of overtime games in, in hockey when my uh, when my Lightning are playing. And here's why. Let me tell you why. And then we'll move on. In the last 11 games now, the Lightning are 1-10 in OT playoff games. Yeah, so that goes back to me saying they need to figure something out there. Their only win in OT last year against, against the, Maple Leafs. the Maple Leafs. When we were on the road, it was about to get eliminated, and we come on it. So, yeah, I'll be honest with you, man. I hate OT. I hate OT. When we go to OT... We get a good reason to. Yeah, I, when we go to OT, I start, I, I'm literally panicking, freaking out, because the game... I, every time we lose, man, I just stare at the screen, and I'm like waiting for something. You get that shower and stare at the drain. 100%. I'm waiting for them to yeah. call it back for something, but they never do. Yeah. I just there's still a chance, right? I don't know, bro. I'm getting PTSD about it. Let's move on. Y'all, uh, did y'all forget about one of those penalties? Oh, shut up, man. Carolina Canes beat the New York Islanders four to two, and I had an old boss that liked the Islanders, so I'll be honest with you. Uh, this one couldn't have been more sweeter to me. Two different games went into OT. Carolina won both of them. I mean, but really, there's not a whole lot to say, man. Uh, only one game looked really good from the Islanders. They won game three, five to one. Uh, game three and four were the only games decided by more than one point. But mm. all in all, That's man. Close series. Yeah, all in all, it, nothing, nothing really stood out in this one, so... I don't really have too much more to say about I, this. I'm one. just I'm just glad I got this series right. So right now I'm standing at a I'm four for for eight, depending on the night's game. I never write these down, so I need to start writing them down so I can backtrack them. But normally you just keep me in line. So now this game, the New York Rangers versus the New Jersey Devils, and they're playing right now in game seven. Two to zero. With who? Who's winning? Them Devils. Them Devils. I need Rangers to win so I can go above 500, <laughs> but I'm sitting 500. Well, uh, this one's been back and forth. So Rangers won first two. Devils won next three. Rangers won last one. And now, so far, the Devils are winning this one. The losing team has scored one or less points in five out of the six games. So right it's not now, looking good for the Rangers then. No, right now it looks like the Devils are going to win this, but, you know, there's, there's there's still hockey to be played. One period left. Yeah, so we'll see, man. We'll see about this one. We'll see uh, tomorrow. We'll wake up. It'll be like triple overtime or something ridiculous. <laughs> well, moving forward, then, let's give our predictions here. And obviously we're not going to be able to do it on one game, but, you know, you get to adjust. So Seattle Kraken versus Dallas Stars. Ray Ray, who do you have? I'm going to have to pull for the underdogs here, even though looking at them on paper, they're not much of an underdog, only one uh, win less in the regular season. 
and only eight points less total. But nonetheless, they're the expansion team. They're the new kids on the block. We'll pull for the Krakens. I, too, have the Kraken winning this one. So, Next one, we got the Vegas Golden Knights versus Edmonton Oilers. Again, Ray Ray, another expansion team versus a team that's been around for a minute. Me, personally, I like the Vegas Golden Knights, man. I think they're a dominant team. I think they, they came onto the scene, and uh, they're thirsty for their, their first cup. So who do you got winning this one? Look, I would typically pull for the Knights. They got a lot going for them. They got a good color scheme. They got a good icon. They got a good name, or logo, rather. But, uh, you know, they took out the, the Jets, and that's who I was pulling for. So I got to continue to go for the Oilers to keep going. So I'm going to go with Edmonton <laughs> on this one. Okay, okay. Well, next we got the Florida Panthers versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Pass. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go for the Panthers, I think, on both of this. If you pull for the Maple Leafs, you go ahead and burn your jerseys. I, uh, I'm going to tell you that the, the Panthers, right, are definitely our in-state rivals, and I do not like the Panthers at all. Yeah, but how are you going to pull? You can't pull for the team that knocked you out. So my dad always said you pull for the team that beat you because then you have the argument to be made that had you beat them, you could have won it all. Well, Dad, I'm not going to agree with you on this one. I got to get Florida, Toronto. We got to send you backpacking. Y'all sent us packing. I want to see the same thing, especially after all boys' dirty hit. So I got Florida Panthers winning this one. Look, it's like this. If you can't win it, you can at least pull for the in-state homies to win it, okay? Hey, that's what it is. Carolina Canes versus either Devils or Rangers. Who do you got winning this one? I mean, obviously we don't know the other one's going to get in there yet, but we're going to pull for where hockey doesn't belong, and that's here in the South. So we're going to pull for the Hurricanes. To continue, I'm gonna need you to, quit saying that. to continue to be this storm and tear it up out there. I'm going to need you to quit saying it doesn't belong in the South, big dog. I'm going to need you to quit saying that. I got the Canes winning this one as well. Show I don't care the, who gets no. in there. Hmm? Huh? What? Nothing. All right. So, Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Boston, right? Well, we got to talk on this for at least a minute. So, Boston makes history again. We talked about this before. Hey, you had to win the Stanley Cup. There was nothing, well, we made the Stanley Cup Finals. No, sir. You had to win the Cup. So let me just put some records out that Boston won here, Ray Ray, and see what you think about this. Boston set the record for most wins in a season, 165. Mm -hmm. They set the record for most points scored in a season, 135. Mm -hmm. Their goal differential of plus 128 was the second best ever. Their team save percentage was Mm .93, was the record. Um, There is an unofficial record. That is slightly better, but again, it's unofficial. And then goals against per game, two to 2.12. Okay. That's one of the best ever. So, with that being said, what do you think about this season with Boston? So, we've talked about it before, and I can't, uh, in a sense, try not to be hypocritical here. We've talked about how the media loves to praise you, but they love it more when you mess up so they can tear you down. Mm-hmm. So we may not be true media, but in a sense, we are still media because here we are recording. I'm the media. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> it's just one of those things like, hey, kudos to y'all. You've done a, a great season. You had a great regular season. But it does hurt because you have to know as those players, if I had that good of a stat line, I'm going to look at it and be like, why did we not win? Why did we not do better? What mm-hmm. was wrong with us? So mm-hmm. that's how I would be. So in my thought is, 
those guys on that team, they're highly competitive. So they're got to be asking themselves the same thing, that there was no reason to set these records if we could not finish. Because any competitor doesn't, they're not going to settle for the president trophy or award. They're not settling for that. They want to win the whole thing. So I think they're going to be more critical on themselves for having those those uh, records, but them, in a sense, they mean something, but they mean absolutely nothing. Like we've talked about, at the end of the day, what are people going to remember this year? They're going to remember they lost. Yeah, they're going to remember they lost, and they're going to remember who won the chip. It's just Mm -hmm. as simple as it is. Yeah, this one, uh, great great regular season, yeah. Great regular season, man. Uh, And that's where it ends. Uh, I don't really have too much else to say. To me, this season, I'm going to be honest with you, this season's a failure because you should have won it all. And even if you're like, well, there's not a guarantee that they should have won it all. Okay, I can I can hear you making that argument, but they shouldn't have lost in round one. That's right. I mean, you at least got to lose in the chip. You at least got to go the whole way. You at least, you have at to least show, gotta get you have to show up and be able to see the trophy on the sideline. Or yeah, but lose, losing round one, man, there, to me, there's there's no... There's no argument you can try to make to say, well, you know, no, it wasn't really as bad as it. Yeah, it was. No, yeah, it, I mean, was. That's, it only gets worse if you get sweeped or swept. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only way that's it That's the worked. only way it could have been worse. So, yeah. On paper, that that's, you should have walked over the Panthers. Let's let's just be honest. On paper, you should have walked over them. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, man. It sucks for them. I, I mean, but. But we won't beat that dead horse because we already yeah. beat it enough uh, with how good they did in the regular season. Yes, sir. So, well, with that, let's go ahead and uh, toss it over to Austin. And he can go ahead and give us uh, this week in the NBA. And, uh, and yeah, then we'll, we'll bring it back. That. That's right. Yeah, man. We'll bring it back and we'll, we'll talk about it. So, hey, Austin, you got it. Yes, thank you guys so much. Now let's get straight off into these NBA playoff recap. To get it started off in the West, we have the Nuggets that come out and beat the Wolves in a Game 5, as well as the Suns coming out and beating the Clippers in Game 5. Now these two teams will play each other in the second round here. The series has already started and the Nuggets come out and win Game 1. That game started off with both teams being hot, but the Suns couldn't keep the energy up and let the Nuggets keep rolling on to a victory. Now the next series we have here is a Curry versus LeBron one but this time we only get to see it in the second round, which is going to be insane. The Lakers lose to game, lose to the Grizzlies in Game 5, but come out to win the Game 6 with D'Angelo Russell dominating with 31 points to close the series. Now moving on to the Warriors, they let Malik Monk come out and score 28 points and almost get a double-double to tie the series at 3-3. And then we get to watch a game seven. To start this one off, it was a back and forth game until about the, about until about halftime. And then all you can see is Curry taking on everyone, taking every shot as the Kings can't do anything to stop him. He has scored a new NBA record of 50 points in a game seven. And I believe the one before that was KD with 48. But man, am I excited to see this one. Now moving on to the East Coast side of things, the Heat finish out their series with the Bucks, killing them with a 4-1 victory with Jimmy Butler putting the entire team on his back and basically dragging them out of this one. 
The Knicks finish up with the Cavs, also killing them 4-1. to one. Now we get to see the Heat versus Knicks, and I think this one's going to be exciting as well. To finish up things here, we got the 76ers ending the series a time before everyone else, getting a little bit of rest with the Celtics closing out things with the Hawks in a game six. Very upsetting to me to be a Hawks fan, but at least I enjoyed the series and I anticipated this. But with that, we do get to see a very exciting series with the 76ers and Celtics battling it out to the East. Now here, I wanna give out some of my own predictions for the playoffs, but before that, I was gonna throw out a quick fact here that this is the first time in NBA playoff history that the second round will have all seeds one through eight. No, I just thought that one was a pretty crazy fact, but I think the Warriors versus Lakers is going to be one of the most exciting series to watch in this playoffs, just because of the history behind it. But I think whoever comes out of the Nuggets and Suns series will go on to the finals. Also, whoever comes out of the Celtics and 76ers series will come out and go to the finals. I think it will be Nuggets versus Celtics, um, at least that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm thinking it's going to be in the finals with the Celtics winning in seven. That's it for me, guys. Thank you so much. See you next week. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Austin. That was pretty Thanks, good, bud. man. Yeah, it was pretty good, man. Um, well, there's a lot to talk about, I guess, really. Um, it's just playoff time, man. It's just what it is. It's just games everywhere. Games, games, games. Yeah, well, well, like Austin said, man, one of the really cool things that, and I'm glad he hit on it, right? Because we posted today on our social media, and uh, it's kind of funny he brought it up because I don't know if he's even seen it yet. But this is the first time in NBA history that all seeds one through eight made it to the conference semifinals. Um, I think it was the sixth time ever that a number eight seed knocked off a number one seed, and that would be my Miami Heat. Uh, I I can't say there was too many big surprises. I really, I mean, obviously the Heat was a surprise. I would say everybody had to say the Heat was a surprise. Um, they had to play to get in in the first place. So of course yeah. it is. And they didn't look good playing to get in. I honestly was like, we're not even gonna make it. It don't matter how you look; it's just how you finish. Yeah. I think the Kings getting upset by the Lakers. I think I don't care what you don't give. You're like this LeBron. That was an upset, man. They had to play to make it as well. And at one point, they weren't even in the playoffs this year. I mean, they were like, oh, they're not even going to make it. They're having what's going on with them, blah, blah, blah. Well, they figured it out. They made it, and they beat the Kings. And that's that's rough for your Kings fan, man. That's rough. So I won't, uh, I won't hit too much since, like I said, Austin did recap the NBA, man. So we won't, we won't dig too crazy. He's already gave his predictions. Well, I'm not going to go. We'll throw, uh-huh. our flare, we'll throw our flare on there. Yeah, I'm not gonna go as far as he did because Austin is the uh, he is the subject matter expert with I mean, the that, NBA. That's his, yeah, that's his zone. That's, that's his. his baby. But I am gonna go ahead and uh, highlight where we're at in the semifinals, Ray Ray, and go ahead and get your thoughts on it. So first off, we got the Miami Heat taking on the New York Knicks. Who do you have winning this series, man? So uh, again. If you can't tell at this point, I'm a big underdog because it's just funny to me that the guys who shouldn't be there do things. <laughs> so I'm going to say that the Heat wins in six. Wow, that's mm-hmm. funny because I also have the Heat beating the New York Knicks in six. So it's funny you say that. Well, considering so. that we can already be biased and say the loss, we knew they couldn't sweep. 
So we knew it was at least going yeah. to game five. And and Miami is actually up in the series right now. But yeah. I still think the Knicks are going to steal two away. I just yeah, think they're no, it's, there's, there's no way. I just don't see the Heat sweeping. I don't see the Heat. They're going to have to fight. The Knicks aren't just going to roll over. It's all going to be a fight. I mean, Jimmy Buckets needs help. He can't continue. I mean, he's... Hey, that's he's, Michael Jordan's son. You put some respect on his name. Put some respect on his name. Well, I tell you, he's out there balling right now. But like I said, he can't will this I, thing to a championship. If you're gonna, if you, when you get a little bit deeper into it, I think the, I think we can beat the Knicks. But when you start plunking at the the when the 76ers, the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Warriors, Suns, the Lakers, bro, you're gonna need help. They, those all have squads on them. Hey, those aren't back, a player. His back going break eventually. Hey, One man can only carry the team for so long. Yep. Well, moving on to the next game, 76ers versus Boston Celtics. Who you got winning this one? Hey, man, Al Horford's over there. He never did anything in Atlanta. I'm pulling for the Celtics on this one, 4-2. All right, well, I as well have the Celtics. I'm surprised because you and I do not know. That's one thing, just, just to kind of take everybody. Nobody, when Ray and me do this, I don't know what he's going to pick. He doesn't know what I'm going to pick. So, for anybody that's like, y'all discuss this, we have no clue. That's why when you hear me go, oh, or him say the same thing, it's genuine. We have no clue. So yeah, most we do is talk topics. That's it. Everything that's else, it. organic. We want y'all to get the uh, the real deal surprise like we do. So I as well have this Boston Celtics winning, but I have them winning this one in game seven, four to three. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw that's one more, more little. Believable. I'm going to throw one more little caveat on it. I say mm-hmm. well, at least one game goes to OT. So somebody Next. write that down. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm sure you are. Uh, next we have the Denver Nugget versus the Phoenix Suns. I'll go ahead and tell you, Ray Ray, with me, I think the the Nuggets are, are, are looking good, right? But man, KD and Booker, that's nasty, dude. That's nasty. So I'm going to have to give this one to the Phoenix Suns and, uh, I'm going to go four, two in this one, Phoenix Suns. Who you got in this one, man? Man, at this point, it really does seem like we discussed it beforehand because I have the Suns uh, squeaking it out at four and three. So this one I have going to game seven, but I I don't have a caveat. But going off of what you just said, I mean, KD is, you know, Justin was talking about how you going to count out KD. I mean, KD's playing like prime KD. Mm -hmm. So One little cool stat, I don't know if you know this or not, KD just signed a lifelong deal with Nike. He's only the third athlete to ever do it. Um, do you but, know the first two athletes? Hmm? Not, at, not at all. All right. Well, that will at me. The first one is uh, is considered the goat of the NBA. Okay, so Michael Jordan. Yep, yep. And the other yeah. one is considered yeah. to be the the goat that everybody's trying to say is the goat, but he's really not of oh. the NBA. Oh, okay, LeBron. LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James. Well, yeah. I met Derrick Rose. <laughs> yeah. <the other> one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but so KD is the third one to ever do it. So that's wild. It's wild. Uh, is that, him, that puts him in the GOAT conversation now? I mean, <laughs> a lot of people won't put it out there, but I mean, he, he keeps hey, playing really good and... and 
plays Everybody's, a little bit longer, he, he's going to have an argument, at least top 10, I would say. He's got an everybody's argument. Everybody's mad that he went ring chasing, knowing Degum well, they had a chance to win the full thing. They would have been jumping ships too. It's a business. They're going to cut me at any moment. I might as well leave and go get mine. I'm going to tell you this much. I want to win a ring. I don't care. I don't care. Oh. Call it what you want. Oh. I don't care. I want to win a ring. And once That's I win right. my ring, I, I can move on and reestablish and build somewhere. But they got to sign me still. They're choosing to pick me up. At the end of the day, if I ain't putting that ring on my finger, what are we, what are we really doing here? You know? uh, that's right. So. You can't wear the money, but look at Tom Brady. Anytime he goes anywhere NFL related, what's he got on? That's right. All them rings. All them rings. Well, finally, we have the LA Lakers with all them rings versus the Golden State Warriors with all them recent rings. And uh, this one. I I I think I picked the Kings to win last series, and they unfortunately let me down. But this one they almost did it. They almost didn't. Uh, but this one I'm gonna go with Golden State Warriors. I think they're the better team. Um, I think this is gonna be a very close game. And I originally had it four two Golden State, but I think I'm gonna go take this one to a game seven as well. I'm gonna go four three Golden State. Who do you got winning this one? All right, so this is the only one where uh, we differ by just games. Because I, too, had the Warriors winning, but they're saying bye to LeBron by game five. I think they're going to clean up their act from the Kings. They're going to show that they're the leaders there in Cali, and the Splash Bros are going to get it on. So you have five games being – so 4-1. Mm-hmm. And you have the Splash Bros winning this? Yeah, they're going to they're gonna take it. I think they're going to realize that with the Kings. They're like, hey, we can't do that again. You know, because that's the difference, right? From uh, team to team, from series to series, we can reflect back and be like, bro, what was going on? So I think uh, mm. the Splash Bros and Draymond with jumping off people, they're going to be ready to take it to the Lakers and prove who rules Cali. And I'm not a Draymond Green guy, but yeah, I uh, I got to give it to the man. Um, we'll see how this one plays out. I, I I don't really want either team to win. Either you and I are going to bat a thousand or we're going to be wrong. But uh, yeah. you and I are tying on all of these. I'm so I'm honestly surprised. I'm honestly surprised. It was uh, I kind of felt like you were going to pick uh, the 76ers. I thought you were going to – I know you like underdogs, but I thought you would pick Knicks, possibly 76ers, and I figured L.A. for sure. So uh, with me being the Atlanta sports fan and Al Horford have given so much of his life – in Atlanta, it's just one of those things where, like, you know, like, you just see a player and you don't care where he succeeds once he leaves. You just want him to succeed. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, they almost did succeed. That, that's Al Horford. Okay. Well, uh, let's roll, uh, finish that topic. Let's roll into the NFL. So, obviously, the NFL draft just came and went, and I'm sure nobody tuned into it at all because nobody cares about NFL football anymore. No, especially when it's being done over there in Missouri. Yeah, but if you were, uh, I think it was part of the, what was it, 53 million or something like that? It was like someone golly number of people that turned tuned in. Um, I don't know why you would have been, but if you were, you would have seen a wild draft. Yeah, so, so all, those, uh, all those mock drafts, you could throw every single one of them at the wall with this draft. And nothing stuck, really. No. <laughs> except for maybe, except top, for maybe, yeah. The top, top two. Yeah, maybe two, <laughs> maybe three. 
But the third you, pick, I no one's think... called the team coming. That's the difference. I think I'm gonna third... tell you, I seen one. I seen one mock draft where the guy had the very first three picks correct. That man was just drunk or high when he made that. It was I don't like, know how he did it. It's like you want to see some funny stuff. I don't know how he did it, but yeah. Well, there was six trades in the first round, which the over under was seven, and I said no your way. First one was four. Hmm? Oh yeah, your my first one was four. Yeah, I said four. So that didn't happen. Um, not far off though, but uh, there was forty three trades in the whole draft. That set an NFL record. So that was nuts. To start with nothing, to just go off, that was nuts. But um, we had a little draft recap, right? We won't get too deep in there because there's a lot of players to talk about. So Before you dive into that, isn't that like a trade every five picks, roughly? Uh, Yeah, right around there, real, real close. Yeah. So that's, mm-hmm. that's crazy to think that that's what's going on. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Right, I mean, which ahead. I... Which I guess is on pace if they were six in the first round. Because yep. there's only 31 picks. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, here, here, and like I said, I'm not going to recap every team, man. But, but here is my winners, losers, my notes that I took down of what I like to see. I, all this and that, right? So, I'll tell you if I agree or not. First, first round, I think the winner... And and they argument a lot of people, but I think the the to me that the top winner in the very first round was the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. They got C.J. Shroud, who I think is the best offensive player in there. I know that Bryce Young went first, but I think I honestly think the Panthers made a mistake. If they can't keep that man upright, he's going to get destroyed. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Falcons defense won't be doing it. At least historically, I can speak off that. I don't know about this upcoming year. But I'm going to tell you that the Saints and the Bucks historically have a good pass rush. So, well, that, and uh, if you think about it, given the four Bama quarterbacks we know to be in the NFL, the one that went to Oklahoma is the one mainly succeeding now. The ones that graduated are kind of, you know, two is okay. Mac Jones is okay, but that matters a little bit too, right? Because it's kind of like mm-hmm. what kind of products being pushed out from that school. There's a reason why we see certain positions always coming from certain schools. Well, even with that argument. Ohio State historically does not push out quality product when it comes to quarterbacks. Justin Fields is the only one that's still really even kind of got like mm, the verdict's not one hundred percent out of him because he's not really had anything around him. But yeah, the Bears are just the, the Bears are the Bears right now. But after this draft and everything they've done, I'm liking. Yeah, I'm liking. He's, he's got a chance. Yeah. Well, uh, I think they. I think the Texans were round one winners. Right, they got C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. Will Anderson, to me, the no best defensive talent. No argument. Yep. If he becomes everything he is supposed to be, and that everyone states that he could be, easily stole him. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't care. They traded of their first round this year, and I think a first round next year, and then what two other picks that came later in the draft? I don't even remember what it was, man. But they had a lot of picks to trade too, though. But- yeah, I know. So. Well, I, I saw one thing where you can't do something with all these picks because you're going to have to. You still have to have a 53 man roster. Yeah, you know, there, eventually that's I have the thing. to. Yeah, sitting with these draft picks are only good for so long because yeah. you have to slim them down. You can't just sit with them all. If I go to the draft with 20, 20 picks, that's no good to me because at some point I'm like, I'm going to have to cut twenty people, and I guarantee you these rookies aren't all going to make it. So I might as well throw away some stuff to get who's you know who's supposed to be generational talent. Yeah, and I think I think honestly he was. So 
I think that uh, I think they won with that one, man. Um, I agree. And, and then, like I said, CJ Shroud. So my loser, right, would be in round one. Is definitely got to be my Atlanta Falcons, and here is why: they're not losers. Okay, they're losers because they drafted Robinson, right? But Robinson is not a loser. Correct. He was not a bad. He's a, he's a great running back. Correct. And had he went to the Bills, phenomenal pickup for the Bills, right? I would have been like, man, that gives the Bills a rushing attack now, like a legit nice rushing attack. Yeah, he we didn't been, need uh, this. No, no, not we didn't eight. need this. Not Tyler, Tyler Gere, I think, was fifth rounder last year, if I'm correct, and like thousand yard rusher as a rookie. Uh, we yeah. had rushing attack. We were one of the top rushing teams last year, top like ten, I believe it was. Yeah, we're going to be number one. That's the thought process. The thing about it is Arthur Smith says his identity is rushing, and that's great and all, but when's the last time a team that was a rushing team won a Super Bowl? I'll so, wait. Uh, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm going to shout out my passer, Roger Murdoch, here, The why he hates it. So he's in his 60s, has been watching the Falcons for as long as he can. So mm-hmm. his, his wise words of all the time he's watched, what are the two things that win Super Bowls? Defenses and quarterbacks. The quarterback and sacking the quarterback. That's the two biggest things. Because the guy, the quarterback is the mind, and if you can keep the mind out of the game, you win. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. Robinson, as a person, great, great pickup for any team at any point, right? But at yeah. eight, at that high, so not at any point, I stand corrected, but at any, that high is no good. So I stand behind every running back as a second rounder and below to me. I think if you could have got him later or that was your only need right if you were a team that was like look man we really need to address rushing tech because we struggle to run the ball and i cannot for the life of you remember the team we talked about it there was a team that needed a running back and and they had uh they just did horrible last year in rushing i don't remember which team was um but but the falcons wasn't it so Unless this dude turns out to be a CMC without injuries. He'd have you, to be something like, holy crap. You botched like, his pick. Because a CMC, man, yeah. that dude, I, everybody called him a bust. And look what he did. Look what he did. I mean, that dude, when he stays healthy, is nasty on the field. Well, the so, argument and, is that of uh, Todd Gurley as well. You know, because he got drafted real high. I think he went at 10 when he got drafted in 2016. And his issue is also injury. Knees, yeah. You know, but he was... When you watched him play, he was a stout running back. It's yeah, just so. it's injury. It's injury kills running back. You're getting hit every single play. Even when even when you don't have the ball. You yeah, know what I mean? No, You're does still not matter. getting and a yet, fake handoff and wow. Yeah. Yes, your linemen are getting hit, but they're moving what, two inches to hit each other versus, you know, getting hit half speed or full speed from some guy. Yeah, a like, lot of times for some guy bigger than you. Yeah, I'd rather be getting hit every play in the trenches when I'm a man built in the trenches versus probably one of the smallest guys on the field getting murdered by, like, your Ray Lewis's and everything. Uh, yeah, well, that life is slow. Yep, so I think they were losers in round one. I also think the Lions didn't do too well, man. They No. They weren't horrible because they did get two picks, and I think they got it right the second pick, but they've reached. They got Jamar Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama. Again, easily, why easily are you drafting a running back? Yeah, easily. why are you drafting a running back? Yeah, he he's explosive at Alabama, but 
come on, man. Why are you drafting a running back that well, early? It, yeah, it's, it's just you have all these other needs and wants. So I think the issue here is the Lions did so good in the regular season that they just had to line it up somewhere. And this is where. I don't know, bro. I don't know. That one, um, that one, I mean, there's a lot of picks that just didn't make sense to me, but that one is a big one too. No, and as as we see down the line, why they might have done it, but at the same time, you still could have got Gibbs third round, heck, probably fourth round. Yeah, I mean, you definitely could have waited longer, and maybe they just thought, you know, somebody's going to come in there and take them from me, we got to get them out of here, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, it's behind them scenes things, man. That somebody's calling somebody that's like, hey, this team said they're going to take that guy, and you're like, he's on our board to get him. I guess, man. I... I... The same way you are. I can't justify taking a running back that soon. So, And it's not taken away from the athleticism. It is just the shelf life. That's, That's it. it. That's it. So, um, Buffalo, I think they got a stud in Utah's tight end, uh, Dalton Kincaid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great Easily pickup. Best all around. Mm-hmm. By far, best all around. Yeah, I think uh, I think they got a pickup, and that's going to help Josh uh, Allen real big. So, mm-hmm. uh, Arizona. Yep. Go ahead. I was going to say in today's NFL, we've taught we beat yeah. that horse. It's it's tight end central for quarterbacks. You, you need a tight end. Arizona, they got a, a stud in Paris Johnson Jr. Mm-hmm. Great pick at OT. Bears Darnell Wright, also another great pickup mm-hmm. at OT. He needs so, that line. Yeah, I definitely think uh, those two, those three teams rather, mm-hmm. did really really well in the first round. Mm-hmm. So overall, winners Philadelphia and Bengals mm-hmm. in the draft. The Eagles, they picked up uh, basically the championship defense from UGA. They got, yeah, they got DeAndre Swift, and then they picked up Bama's tackle Tyler Sheen. So great one there. Bengals, Miles Murphy, which is huge for their line. That's a big dude, a big dude. Uh, They improved their secondary, especially with them losing Jesse Bates, uh, with Jordan Battle and DJ Turner. They also picked up a stud wide receiver, Charlie Jones, out of Purdue, who kind of flew under the radar because he was coming from Purdue, and a running back out of Illinois, Chase Brown, who also flew out on the radar. But both of those two were studs for their team. They were on somebody's radar. Yeah, they were studs for their teams. So those are my winners. What do you think about those winners? No, I mean, I got to agree. I got to agree with you. It's just crazy, though, to see that one team like Philly, you know, four of their picks were all Bulldogs. And so now at this point, They've picked six in the past two drafts, and it's all come. One of those picks being the trade for uh, Swift. But at the same time, it's just crazy, right, to see all that going on. I have to agree. Uh, that's the biasness of the Georgia fan in me. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you like to see your, your guys move up to the next level, right? It's kind of like being prideful for them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It's kind of like, yeah, I like to see people succeed. That's oh, kind of yeah. what we're about, thing. right? We like to see people succeed. It's like, yeah, there goes my guy. Even though we'll probably never acknowledge each other in real life, but it's still like, hey, here we go. But no, I have to agree with you, man. I mean, people filled a lot of good holes. There's a lot of good picks made. A lot of teams actually think picked smart. Um, I just have to, you know, not to beat the dead horse, but it's just funny. We talked about when we did the draft with Neil. Hey, just make sure you don't pick the next best available player. It's the only way we ask you not to pick. Meanwhile, the Falcons admitted that they picked the best available person on the board. So it's just it's just funny to me that that's how that played out. I got no arguments. I got no disagreements, man. I think a lot of teams did well with what they picked. I mean, we're not a GM. I don't know what's going on behind those screen the uh, 
behind the scenes. You know, I don't know the conversations being made. I don't know where these scouts are looking. It's fun. It's fun to watch, right? We can agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. Had a great had a great uh watch party for sure. Oh yeah. I think uh I think the losers I had were forty ers and the commanders. The forty ers man, they had no first or second round picks, right? So you had to do the mm-hmm. most out of what you had. They had three third round picks. But they used one on a kicker. And then I mean a third round pick on a kicker? Come on, well, man. Let's let's remember the commanders are under new management. Well, I ain't even got to the commanders yet. I know. Uh, yeah, but, the f- yeah, the 49ers. But they're not yeah. under. Yeah. I and don't know, They man. did they pick just... up D winners, I guess, that from TCU. But D winners had a crappy, crappy college uh, college championship game. Got yeah. it out of his system. Yeah. I mean, he, he was all over the board playing Michigan and just had no more left when he played y'all. So then the commanders, uh, they picked mm. up some defense. But, man, they picked up no help for their offense. Sam Howell has nobody but Scary Terry. Can we Who talk about that with Green Bay as well? Green How they Bay didn't did, pick, they like, picked up a tight end. Later on, that's all down in the draft. I saw what a I meme mean. about Aaron Rodgers laughing at Green Bay about poor Jordan Love. He's also the loser because they're still not really trying to help him out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they did not initially help him out. But, I mean, I think he's going to have more weapons than Sam Howell. I mean, they, yeah. they didn't get a single tight end. And and here's the thing, right? I don't think I, I mean where does Sam Howell play college ball? How long has he been in the NFL? You know, I mean, I you know, like you can't tell me anything. Ab- I don't know. I can't tell you a thing about this kid. I'm gonna Nothing. throw. Uh, I know it's not Penn State because that's that Zach Wilson kid. I'm gonna say Sam Howell came from a place. It's not since no, Zach it's Wilson be. was BYU. So who was Penn State? Is that it, Sam Howell? It could be Sam Howell. I'm gonna tell you what. I don't know where he came from, man. I don't know where he came from. Let's see. I'm looking it up right now. Sam Howell came from North Carolina. Yeah, never. Hey, I would have lost that. Yeah. Set the school record for passing touchdowns in a single season, as well as career passing yards and touchdown passes. But still. That one North Carolina fan is like, do your research better. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, uh, bro. Tyler Henneke played for y'all last year. He was your starter. We got Henneke now. So you you didn't give you didn't draft the quarterback. You could have got Stetson Bennett. You know what I mean? They was I think I'm something out, yeah. like twelve quarterbacks I think were drafted in the draft. I think is what I read. Thank goodness he didn't go there, bro. You could have picked any quarterback. That's, and you, you know you the missed. Set? Go ahead. I just I I just I think they just completely missed. I think the 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 commanders for all the availabilities they had they had new way man. more. I know you keep saying new management. They ruined it, man. They they oh, yeah. completely punted yeah. this one. Completely punted this one. So I don't really have too much more to say about these guys. No, that's truly where I think you go now for your career to die. Like bottom tier is the commanders. It just seems like they can't ever get anything together. Because now when you look at the Texans, you know who used to be like we just talked about earlier, who didn't get it figured out. If you look at their roster, they got a chance to do something. I mean, they have a chance at what was it four and thirteen last year. I think they break 500, which to me is a win as an organization this year to break 500. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and considering it, they had so many holes to fill. And oh yeah, I think they, they did great filling them. Yeah. So um, let me ask you. I'm, I'm gonna throw out a couple. I'm gonna throw. Out, I got four players here, man, of interest okay. to me. I want to see where you think. If you think they ended up where they needed to be, or if they could have been somewhere else. So first off, I got uh, Will Levis, who fell to round two and went to the Tennessee Titans. 
Let's think about that pickup, man. Do you think that he, he's going to do good? you think Tannehill's on his way out? you think they're not giving Malik enough time? What, what do you think about that? I can tell you Tannehill is uh, not going to mentor him because that is beneath him. <laughs> but I do think it could be a uh, a quarterback battle, right? I mean, again, it's a it's a business, right? It's about who mm-hmm. fits me best. So the banana eating raw, raw banana, however it is, expired banana. The whole pill. The whole pill. Yeah, just eats the it whole, gone. That man is going to have a chance, I think, to show out and be like, hey, I'm here. This is why I'm here. This is why you drafted me. Uh, I will say the caveat, or not a caveat, but a, a side story on it is funny how he talked about he wouldn't come to draft night if he didn't think he'd get picked in the first round. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't blame him either. I wouldn't want to go if I wasn't going to get picked first round. Not at all. I mean, I don't blame yeah. him, but yeah, that one was rough. So yeah, I think that's what's going to go there. I do think Tanner Hill's on his way out. You're old. You're just not mobile. I mean, we're losing anyway. We already got rid of the king. I might as well... Get rid of you, or trying to get rid of the game. I'm about to say they ain't got rid of him yet. Trying to. You on trade block. They don't want you. That's what that means. So we might as well, right? Trying for a new face of the franchise. Yeah. I don't think they gave Malik uh, enough time, but I think this is going to be good for Will Lewis. I think he's going to have a chance to compete. It could be good for Malik, too. Maybe that's what he needs. What kills me, man, is they're, they're ready to ship out Malik. And they, they benched him last year because he mm-hmm. ran too much. Are you kidding me? The dude was winning for you. He like he was making it happen. It's hey, just, we want to win how we want to win, okay? Yeah. Not how you, you get us the wins. You're, you're going to win how I tell you to win. That's right. Yeah. Stupid. The W, are we losing how I'm telling you to? We'll make it work better. Yeah. What about Jalen Talk- Carter, man? He went to Philly. So uh, that, was, that was your prediction, wasn't it? When you and I talked mm-hmm. before, you yeah. talked about – it was a uh, we're between Philly, we're between three teams, wasn't it? It was Philly, Seattle, Detroit, and Detroit. Sally, uh, Detroit, Sally, Detroit, Seattle, and Philly. Yep. And uh, I think it's a great pickup by the Eagles because they're a good. That's a team to take a chance to. Like, let's just be real. Let's go ahead and think about that defensive line. But let's also think where he's going. He's going back to friends, right? And mm-hmm. and most people enjoy playing sports with their good friends and their buddies. So I think that could be what also corrects him. Uh, and again, it being Philly, that fan base is so crazy as it is. Just in general, yep. I mean, like it's a good fan base for that team, right? Like they're gonna love this dude, probably no matter what. And they like him rough around the edges in Philly. Oh yeah, no, that's true. And uh, if you're a Philly fan, you better be agreeing because if you're disagreeing, you're not a real Philly fan. I'm about to say you're not a real Philly fan. Yeah, no I know. Way. I know you're out there flipping cars when you can too. Don't they lie to me. They threw snowballs at Santa. Yeah, y'all crazy. Let's just call so, it y'all crazy. Yep. What about uh? What about your boy, Hendon Hooker, going to the Lions? What do you think about that one? Who? No, Hendon <laughs> Hooker, boy. I love that old man. <laughs> yeah, thirty-seven year old nah. Hendon Hooker. Yeah, right behind 38-year-old uh, Stetson Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good move because I couldn't tell you who the backup is for the Lions. And I think a lot of people's Jared worry. Goff. No, that's the main quarterback, isn't it? Not now. Are, are you sure about that? Are you going <laughs> yeah, to replace Goff? Until Henry Hooker gets there. <laughs> I don't know if you can replace Goff right now. I mean, I got guys about the same age, and one just did so well for me. Uh. Yeah. I think you but got a competition way, there. So I think I think I think so. I think it's going to be healthy competition because you got to do mm-hmm. that. But I really think a lot of people. You said twelve quarterbacks drafted. 
All right. I think it was 12 was what I read. Yeah, it was like let's the get, most ever. Let's go look back at what happened to San Francisco. I think everybody's a little scared of that now. Right? I was like about the, to say that everybody's the attrition looking for Brock Purdy. It's the attrition rate, too, though, of, well, yeah, oh, my God, are we going to go down to our fourth person? Because let's just be honest. Again, I'm not discrediting the position, but I can find a running back anywhere. I can find a guy to hand a ball to and, and, and tell him to run. It's not discredited. There's an absolutely athletic, just top-of-the-line specimen at that position. But at the end of the day, one of the most stressful positions is a quarterback. It just is. you got to orchestrate. So I think people are afraid of that. Afraid of that happening, and then, like you said, it's the Brock Purdy man. Where's my diamond in the rough? That's a that's a that's a once in a lifetime, once in you know lightning strikes, never strikes again type thing. I don't think that one's gonna. I don't think that one's gonna happen again, man. To be honest with you, he's the first dude ever. The NFL's over a year over a hundred years old. So, well, what he's about, also actually Mister Irrelevant, so that's gonna change things too. Yeah, well, he's not irrelevant anymore. That's what right. about Stetson Bennett? Your Favorite, your man crush, going to the L.A. Rams. What do you think about just, that one? Just the best uh, Georgia player ever to exist. Mm. That one's better also than, credit. Better than Herschel Walker? I'm out. That's all, Herschel Walker didn't win two back-to-back. And that's coming from, once again, that is from Roger Murdoch's mouth, who uh, it hurt him to say, because he, let me put it this way, back when uh, Herschel played, Roger went to every single game that Herschel yeah. went to. Every yeah, game, follow him around. But yeah. Stetson Bennett doesn't win it by himself. This is not no, a the football no. is not a single Stetson, person winner. No, not at all. But the stats matter, and when you are the best Georgia quarterback, stat wise, that matters. But that that yeah. being besides the point, I think he went to the best. I think he went to the best team he could. Yeah, I think he's going to get a chance to sit and I learn. This is from the old John Matthew Stafford. Well, see, that's the advantage too, right? Because you share the alma mater. Who better would you want to turn the crown over to, right? Who who better would you want to give it to than a guy who graduated the same place as you, who took your alma mater and gave them two championships, who quarterbacked at two championships? Who more did you want to give it to? I mean, shoot, you were classmates probably at one point. That's an... <laughs> Look, I was I was ragging on Hendon Hooker. I got to rag on. on <laughs> they're not they're not that close in age. God, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe they went to maybe we went to elementary school together. It's like twenty. Yeah, there's a chance that one of them was in high school while the other one was like in middle school. I think Seth had been up in a good spot for him, man. Um, with oh, a chance yes. to eventually start. I think it's his uh, best chance to. I think that's definitely his best chance because he, to me, is not a day one starter. Even in a good team, he's still going to struggle at the speed of the mm-hmm. NFL. But this is going to give him time to grow before he gets out there and gets mm-hmm. just not really exposed, but shell shocked from the uh, the the NFL and has the media crushing down on him and all this net. He's going to get to get out there mm-hmm. again and play against a defense, struggle against them, but do it behind closed doors and grow from that. You know what I mean? Without the yeah. pressure of the media crushing him and nationwide <laughs> yeah. spotlight. Yeah, and I'd say I want to say Stafford's on his way out, but I think he's got a good three years left or so. I don't know. His, Kelly wants him to retire now. He's not happy he came back. So, well, there you we'll go. See. Then that that at home life is what's mad. So maybe that'll be it. Maybe that's going to be the whole thought. Because you know, again, like we talked about behind doors. Hey, Matt, who do you want to replace you? Like we're not going to take this guy round one. But if we gave you like a pick later on, who do you want to replace you? You know, maybe. I don't think that's I don't think that's outlandish to think like that. 
You're telling me that you're not going to get these guys like, hey, who do you want to train up so you don't Tanner Hill them? You know, so you don't say not that guy. Oh, oh, I love how you slid that one in there. That's beautiful. I think it's great. I disagree. I had other Georgia fans say, why didn't the Eagles take him? I don't want him there. Jalen Hurts is their quarterback. They paid him out the wazoo. If you really wanted to see this kid succeed, or I can't say kid, he's my daggum peer. If you really want to see this dude succeed, that's where he has to go, is to a team that is close to closing the door on one and opening on the next. Yeah, yeah, I think you're full to send him to Philly first off. That that media would eat him alive. Um, And that's a lot of pressure. He had never played in Philly unless, like, the absolute worst happen. I think, and, and, and LA does not have a fan base that tries to crush them. So they have a fan base. Well, I was trying to be kind. Everybody can go back and look at the Super Bowl win. It's okay. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's move on to, uh, since we're talking about Super Bowls, we'll move on to the XFL and their championship game, which is getting ready to happen. And this is the uh, four and six. Arlington Renegades playing the nine and one DC Defenders. Mm. I mean, I don't really know much more to say. This is this is definitely your underdog story right here. This is your this is your juggernaut, your David and Goliath, your whatever. It you didn't matter call who it didn't matter who won on the other side. It was always an underdog story. Even the seven and three team would have been the underdog in this one. But it would have been closer. My God, the Arlington have Renegades been, are, are 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 having a losing record. That's okay. That's the XFL. Anything's possible. All right, well, what do you have the who do you have winning this and what is the final score that you got then? So I, I got that the Renegades, you know, they're gonna bring the heat and they're gonna scrape by the defenders. You know, they're gonna give them that second loss of the season, but it's gonna be their most crucial one, but it's gonna come very close with a final score of twenty seven to twenty five. I'm gonna tell you, you almost nailed the score for when they played. I think it was week nine, and it was I believe twenty six, twenty eight. It was the only time they played all season. And that was uh, the defenders won that one, but me, I had the defenders winning this one, and I don't have this one close. I think they learned from their mistakes, and I'm going to have a beatdown, forty-five twenty-five DC defenders. Is that really a beatdown in this game, though? Considering it's like almost one possession. <laughs> it's more than one possession. <laughs> oh, it's like two possessions, Ugh. which is usually three possessions anywhere else. We'll, uh, we'll we'll finish up with football, then we'll roll into MLB real quick before we close the show out and just spotlight. The season is in full force. So tell me real quick, Ray Ray, before we roll into our our shout-outs and our facts and stuff like that. In the, NA, or the NL, who do you have that is looking good and who is looking bad? So the NL, the best team I'd have to put out there, like besides the Braves, just talking about because I'm going to be biased to the Braves, but I'd have to shout out Pittsburgh, man. You go from being sixty-two and one hundred last year to now you're you're leading Central at twenty and nine. So I mean, to me, that is by far the best team when it comes to to that, right? I mean, they're beating out the Braves too by by a game. But when it comes to powerhouses, I'm gonna have to give it back over to Atlanta. I'm not ever gonna pull against my house. You know what I'm saying? Like that'd be wrong of me, wouldn't it? Like if I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't blame you. You That'd be like you up. going against the Padres if they were up there by one. That's not a dig. Okay, don't you come at me thinking I'm digging you. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I got to agree. Um, NL, I definitely got uh, definitely got Pittsburgh is on the good. I mean, they're looking like a stud, and the team that's making me go, what in the world? That is my San Diego Padres. 
they're just inconsistent at times, man. We come out, we do great when we play y'all, which right now is the second best team, only one game out from Pittsburgh, who is the top team in the NL. We come out there. Now, we did not beat y'all. We won one game in San Diego. Y'all have the series by one. We do have the series by one. We won't play anymore. Y'all took us by one. Yeah, and I think we beat y'all three out of the four games in Atlanta, and that was like our second series of the season. And it's like, okay, hold up, okay. And then after that, dude, it was just like, what in the world? Now, we did just sweep in Mexico the the, uh, Giants, but the Giants are are 11 and 16 right now, so we're not bragging about anything big here. Well, before Um, that, they would have been, what, 11 and 13? So, I mean, they've been close to a 500 team. Yeah, but before that we were uh, we were two and tw- and fourteen or twelve and fourteen. So we yeah, were about the same on paper. What I'm saying is we're not beating up on 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 top tier teams. Yeah, it's not like when we beat y'all in Atlanta and it I was mean, like, base, okay. Baseball's a long game. It is, it is. But man, we are not sitting pretty right now. But you know, I, I'm not going to fear um, because up until then. We were looking uh, real rough, so and now we're sitting seven and three in the last ten games. So I'm not gonna go freaking out yet, but we're gonna see, man. But it's definitely, definitely making me go whoo. So. No, I mean that's that's a fair assessment. I mean to think about it like that when your team starts off on fire, now you're barely above five hundred, I and mean, that's rightfully so to make you be like, oh man, what's happening? What's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. So, well, in the AL. What is uh who who's good and who's bad in the AL for you, man? So I mean, as uh, sitting right now, we're going to continue to beat this one. But the Rays, you know, went last year eighty six and seventy six, but this year they're on pace to easily break one hundred, going twenty three and six right now. I mean, they're still the best record in the MLB. It doesn't matter who you play. You know, people say they're playing the worst or the you know a worse team. That doesn't matter. They're all professional athletes. Nobody cares are, in the day. These are the top specimen in that sport. You go out mm-hmm. there, I guarantee you, the outfielder can strike you out. I guarantee you, they the pitcher will hit a bomb on you. It does yeah. not matter. They are there, and you're not. So, like, that's mm-hmm. that's my point of I don't care who they're beating up on. They're still twenty three and six. Let me tell you this, man. So let me just say that uh, the Texas Rangers, right, have the Second best run differential with plus 72. Okay. Mm-hmm. They've had a hundred, they've scored 178 runs. They've allowed 106. Okay. Every team in baseball, besides the Oakland A's, who have allowed 230, but every team in baseball so far this season has allowed 100 runs, except for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's only allowed 92. Mm-hmm. They're at 195 runs. That's a plus 103. Now, like I said, the Rangers were second with 72. Third place, 48, bro. So those two are literally, I mean, they're they're anomalies. 72 plus, 103 plus. Tampa Bay has twice, over twice the run differential that the third best team has. Yeah, I mean, they're 14 and two at home as well. So that's a lot of game. I mean, they're... Seven and three in the last ten games. Yeah, I'd go so. seven and three every time I could. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? You telling yeah. me out of every ten games I can win seven and drop three? I'm taking that every time. Yeah, only Pittsburgh and Baltimore have been better over that stretch, and they're eight and two, so not much better. So 
I uh, I definitely think Tampa is the good in the AL. My bad in the AL would have to be Oakland. Yeah, it has to be. I don't know what else you. Who else? Who you gonna say? Negative seventeen run differential. Six wins. Seven in your last freaking ten games. Two hundred and thirty runs allowed. Two hundred and thirty runs allowed. And then uh, I didn't give you an NL. I'm going to have to throw LA. I know that they're doing better than y'all by one. But when you think that last year they won 111 games and they're only 16 and 13 right now, I mean, you're almost 500. And you went from being, what is that, 111 and 53, something like that. I think that's the quick math on the top of my head, 100. Yeah. Anyway, you went from being almost, what, above a 600? Oh, actually, six repeating to barely at 500. That's not good. Not when you look at your roster. Not when you look at who's on your team. Not when you look at that payroll. It's just not the York, New York Mets payroll who's uh, three games behind. Yeah, and uh, who actually is sitting at the same record as uh, the LA Dodgers. So mm-hmm. my bad in the AL has got to be the Seattle Mariners. For a team that made the playoffs last year, they're sitting at 12 and 16. And again, the season is young. So the twelve and sixteen, their run differential is plus one. Mm-hmm. They're four and six over the last ten games. They're struggling at home. They're struggling away. I mean, they're five and seven. At, or, excuse me, seven and nine at home. They are five and seven away. Not three and twelve at home. Hmm. I say at least they're not that three and twelve at home. <laughs> yeah, they're they're just. I mean, they are a team that. I would expect to be in the top half of the AL, and right now they're sitting down in the bottom third, man. So yeah. that's a team to kind of watch to see, like, are y'all going to get it figured out, or what's up? Um, no, I mean, this this will definitely, this episode, this segment here for talking of baseball would be interesting to revisit when we get to about that centennial mark, like the 100th game, just mm-hmm. to see how things have stacked up. Like yeah. who's actually really close to 100, and has Oakland finally made it into the double digits? I mean, it's, who knows? <laughs> oh, you said has Oakland finally made it into the double digits? It's oh, not looking good, horrible. man. It's not looking that's good. Horrible for those 3,000 Oakland A fans. Oh man. Well, uh, well, now that we're done crapping on uh, Oakland, soon to be the Vegas Athletics, um. What's your uh what's your stat of the week, Ray Ray? What you got me? All right, so uh I guess it's I guess it's a stat. So talking about the draft, so the most players drafted from a single school in history. Who is uh-huh, it? Uh huh. Who is it? Single you know? school in history, like one year or like Yes, yeah, so, so one year fifteen Ooh. players were taken from what last school? year, Georgia. Okay. So that was twenty twenty two. Number one overall was Trayvon Walker. The closest uh-huh. two teams at fourteen. Alabama and Notre Dame. Ohio State in 2004. Ohio State. And LSU in 2020. Joe Burrow going number one overall. LSU. I figured you'd say Bama, so I went ahead and threw them on here. Their most ever is 12 in 2018 with Minka Fitzpatrick going at 11. Hmm. I think Notre Dame has the most players ever drafted, though. I mean, probably that that school's been around and playing football yeah. for the same well, amount of time the NFL has. I think they got number one. And matter of fact, I need to re 
remind me next episode to retract this one and see they were getting close to being knocked off by I want to say Ohio State. I can believe it. Could have happened yeah. this year. So um, Ohio State, Michigan, something like that. But it could have been could happen this year. So well, my stat is on to my San Diego Padres in baseball since we did close out baseball, and uh, Xander Bogart became the first MLB player to ever hit a home run in four different countries, bro. Did it in the U.S.? It it is. It did it in the U.S.A., Canada, England, and now Mexico. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you can't take that away from him, no matter who the player is. I mean, that is really cool. Like, what are the the opportunity to be able to do so? I'm sure it doesn't happen very often, you know? No, the Mexico one is right place, right time. Like, if he wasn't on the Padres or didn't play for the Giants. You know, like, he could have played for any other team and you wouldn't have had that opportunity. 100%. And it just so happened he went there and I think it was the one of the first games they'd ever played in Mexico, too. I want to uh, say. For, for your record, it's uh, 525 Notre Dame, 523 USC. Right now? Mm-hmm. 485, mm. the Ohio State. So it's coming. Okay. I think it's, it's coming for Notre Dame. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, that, uh, that's real close, man. That's, that's, a lot, yeah. that's a lot closer, like I said, than I thought. I, I, I honestly thought it was Ohio State and Michigan, though. But, but now that you say it, I do remember being like, okay, yeah, he's right. It was uh, USC. When you think about how long they've been, though, Alabama's only 124 behind at 401 total. So Notre Dame's football program just is not what it used to be. Michigan's 401 as well, by the way. There you go. Do you you got any shout-outs this week for me, Rory? I should have a shout-out. I had a shout-out beforehand. I'll tell you what. I'll roll mine then. I'm good. I I, I mean, I'm going to shout-out the two guys we just had on here, Justin Franklin and Mr. Ben Dumb, for coming on here and just giving us the opportunity to talk with them in the first place. It was Man, just, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I, I mean, I it was it. awesome. I, I'm grateful for them. Ben, I've been thinking about you all week because I was like, I bet this dude is watching my Tampa Bay, my Tampa Bay Lightning just flounder. And he's thinking, man, I remember that crazy dude on that podcast. I know he's upset. And you would be right, Ben. I was very upset. You'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> you would be right. I stared at my TV and contemplated throwing something at it, but it's really big and expensive, and my wife would probably divorce me had I broke it. So I didn't, but I wanted to. You went to the dollar store and broke their TV and spent <laughs> after, after buying it. Shoved their dollar store TV over and then ran. Hey. Hey, Goodwill, what's the cheapest TV you got? Yeah, I need the cheapest one. I don't care if it's a tube. I just need to make sure if I throw something, it doesn't bounce back at me. What's that plasma screen? Never mind. What's the second cheapest you got? That's too heavy. <laughs> well, uh, well, this week, I have a shout-out to our new partner, Pine Nutrition. And uh, this is my buddy, man, Cole Johnson, uh, a fellow Marine. Really, really good dude. He, uh, he is actually certified to help with uh with health and fitness so uh pine nutrition coaching right it exists to help people especially athletes and our military personnel to maximize their performance and meet their health and fitness goals through nutrition so 
super cool man uh he says uh he tells me you know whether you're looking to improve your fitness your test scores in the military lose some weight just put on muscle mass whatever it may reach out to him you can find him on uh on instagram at at pine nutrition or email him at pine nutrition fit at gmail.com so like i said man great dude military veteran dude was in great shape man and i'm sure now he's probably even more ripped he's got the certifications to back it all up um and he's just looking to get out there man and help people so uh Loves to help out military personnel, but loves to help out anybody. And, and honestly, dude, just a, just a great dude, a great guy. So um, I, I'm honestly interested. I haven't talked to him a little bit because right now I'm on a current uh, dietary and workout plan. I did get a little bit injury, so I'm kind of postponed on it. But I got my little plan set up and running. But I am very, very interested in picking this man's brain when, when life slows down a little bit and seeing kind of what he throws out there. So, you know. Check him out if you if you're interested in that type of thing, losing weight, getting in better shape. I mean, reach out to him. You know what I mean. He, he'll definitely help you out. So that is my shout out of the week, Ray Ray. Well, man, hey, uh, I would love to keep talking with you, but there's cars behind me starting to honk because I've been at this gate telling the guard he's going to have to wait for me to find my ID while we've been talking. I mean, he's heard everything. He's had nothing to put into it, so I don't know why the heck. He hasn't done anything. Hey, hold on, man. One second. But uh, anyway, I got I to wrap it up because they're starting to get mad behind me. All right, man. Well, with that, we're late to work sports, and we out. See you.